This is Bookshelf Banter, where you'll get to meet new indie authors. Be sure to check them out. You just may discover your new favorite author. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter. On this episode, I'm talking to author of When in Rome, Pam Deanna Jones. Uh, She took a three-year, unexpected three-year journey around the world on a shoestring budget. So she tells us a little bit about that, Um, you know, how it felt to travel, see other cultures, and, um, you know, just experience the world from a different perspective. I'm actually in awe of this woman. I mean, the things that she told me, just told me about, were just inspiring and scary and I probably have tapped out um, after the first you know bug infested room that I had slept in or the first uh, hole I had to pee over in a desert or something like that but uh, Pam you know persevered and, and she spent three years of her life just traveling and seeing the world something that we can all um, you know be inspired by Uh, The only thing about this episode is we had a little technical difficulties in the beginning, so it kind of comes in, you know, about five minutes into our conversation, I had to cut out the first couple of minutes because uh, you couldn't hear me talking, you could only hear her talking, so I had to cut that out, but it does make sense, I assure you, I edited it so it makes sense. All right, so sit back, get an adult beverage or two, and or tea, or coffee, whatever floats your boat, and enjoy my conversation with Pam Deanna Jones. That is me on the cover. I'm using a pen name like the Indiana Jones movies. I used to sign my letters home that way after each adventure on this big three-year journey I took around the world by myself. And on the cover, I have just thought I was brave enough to bungee jump, And I told my friend up there, I go, actually, I think this isn't for me. I'm going to not do it. And he goes, oh, okay, not your thing. And I said, yep. And he goes, okay. And then he shoved me off the platform. So the look on my face is just priceless. Like I literally have hurt feelings mixed with, uh, did you even click me in properly? Mixed with this can't be happening. So um, it's it's comedy gold, uh, I've been told. So I think I chose wisely. Um, But yeah, the trip came about because I was waiting tables in Park City, Utah, and there was a new waiter. And I said, what are you doing when the snow melts? You know, it's a seasonal town. And he goes, I'm going surfing in South Africa. And I'd had parents and grandparents go to Africa for travels and they lived there for a while and things. So I always knew in my blood that I would get to Africa. And I said, that sounds amazing. And he said, you want to come? And the trip cost $1,175 and I had $1,200 to my name. And I said, yes, I do want to come. So I gave him every, every penny I had and I sold my car and off we went. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to, I didn't know this person very well. You know, we were not dating or anything. And we ended up there for three months. Uh, It was supposed to be three month journey together. And we bought a car there and started driving the coast. And then suddenly his sister gets married and he doesn't want to miss out. And he goes home. So I thought, I'm not ready to go home. I'm still going. So uh, he had taught me so much about traveling that on the way home, my my trip uh, from Johannesburg back to Los Angeles, I asked the stewardess if I could get off the flight 
in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And she looked at my ticket and said, yes, your ticket's good for a year. So I was over the moon and just kept going. I kept calling my mom. I'm in Malaysia now. I'm in Sumatra now. I'm in Bali now. I'm in Australia. I'm in New Zealand. So it just kept going from there. And I picked up jobs along the way. So it just turned into this three-year adventure. Oh, my goodness. And you were all by yourself the whole time? Well, just that first six weeks with my friend, but yeah, then all by myself. And really you meet up with other people that might be going, maybe you'll be in, in Sumatra, but you'll meet some friends that are going over to Java and you'll travel with them for a few days. And then someone else is going over to Bali and you'll travel with them for a few days. So I really felt like I was meeting new people that I felt comfortable with the entire trip. You know, I had to look for time alone almost still, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, geez. I'm like, I'm proud of myself when I go drive to Maryland by myself. (laughs) (laughs) If if, if before this trip, if you asked me if I was going to be gone for three years by myself, I would have laughed in your face. Like, no, I don't even go to the movies by myself, you know? So to uh, really change who I was, um, it kind of opens you up to, wow, I can handle anything, you know? Yeah, certainly. How old were you when you did all this? I left at 24. So the trip was three years and... um, really almost three years. And then I came home for my mother's wedding. And then a lot of the people start to call me to go on a next trip. So now I'm currently writing book two and book three about uh, the first book I travel alone. The second book I travel with lots of friends from the first book. So I think people who enjoy the first book are going to remember the old friendships from the book too. And then in the third book, I think my husband and my kids and I have had enough hilarious things happen to us on adventures overseas that we can make a third book out of it, you know? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I admire you. I haven't ever been further than, you know, some islands, um, Canada. Yeah. I really would love to go do some of these things, but it's just like, I never feel like I have time to do this. This That was perfect. You know, well, this, when you're in your twenties, <laughs> I would have never thought of this, but in the very beginning of my book and when I was 22, my moving truck gets stolen full of every single thing I own. So I oh, literally Jesus. come out and I have the outfit on my back and I was already getting into the rat race of, I have furniture, so I need a better job to have a better apartment. So I need a better car to get to the better job. So I was already thinking that way. And then when my truck got stolen, it obviously while tragic and not the, the lesson, the life lesson I would have chosen, it freed me. I was suddenly free. I can do whatever I want now, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Last thing I wanted to do was go buy everything I just had again. That would have made me feel depressed. So might as well take this moment, buy $50 worth of clothes and hop on a plane, you know? that's definitely a good attitude to have about it. I probably would have had another breakdown right on the sidewalk there. Well, let's just say I couldn't get out of bed for a week when it originally happened, but to look back later and I write about it in the book, like, wow, I never could have done this trip if that hadn't happened. So it was more about uh, unexpectedly turning a tragedy around to make it something marvelous that I hadn't, I mean, this was, none of that was planned. So it was just being open to the flow of the universe, you know? Yeah, that's, that's for sure. So what, okay, so you're on this adventure, you're, you know, going from place to place with no itinerary whatsoever. I'm like having a heart attack right here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like to take vacations with no itinerary, but I like to 
have an idea of like you know what's gonna happen sort of where I'm gonna stay is there gonna be a good restaurant nearby I you (laughs) you are so brave so so you're on this 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 crazy vacation that's not ending and now what is the craziest thing that happened to you there I can't even begin to choose just one there is literally a thousand there's a thousand in this book I I mean, aside from the cover with being shoved off the bungee platform, <laughs> I was chased by a herd of wild elephants. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I, I I hate to. I hope your clients are up for some R-rated, but uh, I I was almost gang raped and escaped. Oh my by, god! By accidentally speaking Spanish, the <gasps> I spoke Spanish and they didn't know what to do and they ran away. So, um, oh my I, god! <laughs> I I slept on top of a live volcano. Um, that had killed 50 people a week before or two weeks before. And I had no idea of that. I was my, I cut my hand while I was scuba diving and I saw a shark and I still swam for an hour. Cause I didn't know that they smell blood and all of this. So I'm swimming with a gushing blood hand during a shark swimming around me. Um, I kind oh of light, I, I lightly say that I was kidnapped and forced to skydive, but really I was kidnapped by friends, but they really did shove me in the van. I had no shoes. I had no money. I had no camera and they just wouldn't say, take no for an answer. And I, all of a sudden I find myself skydiving. I'm like, uh, that's not how I thought today was going to go. You know, I went, I walked to the market like a 7-Eleven to go buy a soda and some chips. And 20 minutes later, I'm up in an airplane getting shoved out. I'm all, and, and the guy goes, your hook is broken. I'm all, oh. I'm like, this is not how I planned my day. <laughs> You're um, deaf. <laughs> well, I mean, that's nothing. There's a there's hundred more in this book. So I, I thought... When I, what inspired me to actually write the book is for 20 years, every time I would mention one little funny story, people would just go, wow, you need to write a book. Wow, you need to write a book. And I would laugh, ha ha ha, little old me, who cares about my story? And then I saw and read Eat, Pray, Love. And while I respect her career and, and very much enjoyed the books and the travels myself, I equally thought my adventures blow that away. In reality, she ate some spaghetti in, in Italy. She meditated in India and she read a book or um, rode a bike in Bali. Yeah. Like, I've got sharks <laughs> and skydiving. I, I think if she had a shot at that, why don't I write mine down and maybe have a shot too? Did, did you read Wild? I did. Um, Cheryl, Cheryl Strange, very. that yeah. was another inspiring book. I thought, while I'm proud of her and all of this, and she was raw and shared every moment, that book inspired me to share my darker thoughts or my naive yeah. thoughts too. Um, but also she didn't finish the trail. So she got a book in a movie and she didn't even finish, <laughs> she didn't even finish the trail. It. I'm like, huh. Like I got right. a bunch of countries by myself. So it's not really about comparing each woman's adventures because I would love to meet them one day. And these are my women. These are adventure women just like me. So I would love mm-hmm. to meet them. But I, I equally thought if they can get a new career out of this from those adventures, maybe I could too, you know? Yeah. Do, do you have a writing background at all? No, nothing. Not a zip, zilch. Oh, wow. I, that's, that's interesting. I did not, I did not get to read it yet, but I'm definitely gonna read it because just, just from the cover, just, it's just so awesome. How did you get that picture on the cover anyway? Is there like, um, like, um, photo booth like above it yes yeah well I was working I was working in a bar in a small town in New Zealand and they said it's such a small town that all the businesses help each other out so Mm -hmm. 
the bar sends all the customers to go skydiving, bungee jumping and horseback riding and jet boating and all of this, while all those jet boating, skydiving, bungee jumping people get sent to the bar for drinks. So they kind of help each other out. So the owner of the bar said, now that you're working here, why don't you go do the whole town, everything the town has to offer for free? So that was bungee jump day. And I went up there and I was holding the bar sign and I went, I'll just take the picture and tell everyone how cool you are, but this is not for me at all. <laughs> and my friend went, okay, bye, you know, boom. So uh, there, there is a camera there because everybody likes to, it's like on a roller coaster ride when they show you your picture later. Right. So how was bungee jumping? I've, I've never done that either. Absolutely awful. Don't ever, I hate it every second. Don't. <laughs> Well, it's so different because I skydived after that where I thought I hated bungee jumping so much that I will never, ever, ever do anything like that again. Bungee yeah. jumping, you're at a standstill. And when you start falling, the ground rushes, your stomach drops into your throat, just like the biggest roller coaster ever. Mm-hmm. But then skydiving, you're not at a standstill. You're going 300 miles an hour and then you just turn and you go down to the earth at 300 miles an hour. So, or 150, oh. whatever. But oh. so, And then you don't feel that drop. You kind of wait for it for a second. And then it's like those dreams you had when you were a little kid and you're just floating and wow. flying through the air. There is no drop to your stomach. So I love skydiving. Yeah, no, that that definitely sounds fun. It's that's uh, yeah. People uh, don't realize what it, the differences are. So I always hope to word it differently. Where well, why don't you give one a chance? If you love roller coasters, you'll love bungee jumping. I like roller coasters and I love skydiving. You know. Yeah, I used to love roller coasters. I don't know if it's like getting old or something. I'm like, oh no, no, thank you. I'll just I'll just pass on this. I've you know, become I'm very one now. <laughs> I'm 51 now and I have 11 year old twins and we just took them to um, Six Flags for their birthday a few <laughs> months ago. And I thought, I don't want to ride this or that, but I don't want to show them I'm a big wimp. And once I got on there, I loved them again. So it had been a while, but I thought, oh, I can still do it, you know? Yeah, it's just a whole like stomach thing. I yeah, think, I don't, it. I don't <laughs> like it. So I, I chose, again, I chose wisely. I didn't go on every single one. I let my husband take them on a couple, but I went, oh, I'll take this one and that one. And I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, well, I I feel like I would want to do skydiving at some point in time, but um, I have this fear of planes, so <laughs> well, at least try indoor. If you're ever in a in a touristy town like Las Vegas, or I'm sure New yeah. York or San Diego has it, where there's indoor skydiving, I have not done that yet. But if it provides anything of that feeling, you're just floating a you know a couple feet off the ground. So if you ever yeah. get that chance, but it provides that feeling, it would be wonderful too without the airplane, you know. My friend actually did that a couple of years ago on a cruise and she couldn't even, she couldn't even get to the position. There's this funniest video that um, she showed us. It was just like five minutes of this uh, skydiving instructor trying to get her to stand up or so oh that my she gosh. could float it and she just couldn't. So she like smacked her face on the wall. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I've seen some of those YouTube like bloopers where they can't get it together. And that, that I picture it right away when you said your friend can do it. <laughs> she, she could not get it together. I think it would probably be easier jumping out of a plane, but I have to, <laughs> I'd have to get on the plane first. That's a big problem for me. So yeah, that's going to be tough to see the world if you're afraid of flying. But there's well, lots of cruises and things. You could still yeah. see a lot of the world with cruise ships. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem now is like it's I feel like I'm a little better with it than I was a couple of years ago, but now we can't go anywhere. And it's like yeah. Oh, yeah, it's taking me. I feel yeah, oh. I feel your pain. Like that 
anytime I needed like a refueling of myself, I would take a short trip and we're not wealthy people. So we thought we could maybe afford a trip to take our kids every three years. And I'm super duper bargain hunter. And my kids have now been to Australia, Bali, Hong Kong, and Hawaii, but every three years kind of a thing. So it's like, okay, you know, we're so grateful. We took Bali right before Bali and Hong Kong was right before the lockdown. And we, who could have predicted the world would turn into this. So I'm so grateful that we did it then, you know? Yeah. And, you know, my kids never really, um, they, we've gone a lot of places, but within the United States, we've, we've, we've taken them different places, but, you know, the furthest they've gone is, is just a couple of islands and they're, they're just not adventurous at all. They're like, all right, where's the arcade? <laughs> when are we, when are we going to eat? Like we, we were actually just talking about this at dinner. We are like when they were little and then and you had on the cruise ships, they had like the little, the little rooms for the kids and stuff yeah. and activities for them. They would never do any of those things. And they'd just be <laughs> tagging along with us, you yeah, know, kind funny. of. <laughs> ruining our trip <laughs> my kids had only been on those long flights 22 23 hours to australia and, and bali oh. and then we flew to oregon to visit grandma and it was an hour and a half and they they kind of went that's it that like what? and it's that's like no it. this is a normal flight the other ones were gnarly you know oh i can't imagine <laughs> had no idea on a plane oh. <laughs> no it's not fun that's the least fun of it you're currently writing the second book right where right. the friends with friends from book one so yes. where did you go in the second book? In the second one, I um, I don't fit into LA where I grew up by Magic Mountain. And I don't fit in with my friends, my family, anything anymore. I just don't, you know, I've just seen so much of the world and they're still going, well, Susie got a new dress at the mall. And it's like, mm, mm. I need to talk about politics and science and religion and history. And I, I just needed a little bit more. Um, so I thought, let me continue traveling a little bit. Um you know, I worked for about another year to save up again. And my sister wanted to go visit some cousins in England. But one of the friends, my English friends goes, well, I'm going to the Canary Islands with my boyfriend. Why don't you meet us there? And another friend said, well, you're in England. Let's go to Paris for the day. I went, okay. And then another English friend said, I'm not going to be in England, but I will be in LA. I'm going through the South Pacific. Do you want to come with me? So that's how I, um, you know, I kind of uh, now we're writing about um, Easter Island, Tahiti, Morea, Western Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, Cook Islands, New Zealand, and Australia again. And then I think in the third book, I can talk about my husband and I, Costa Rica, Belize, Guatemala, Venezuela, India, and if um, Thailand and, uh, gosh, Bahamas maybe. So um, I still have, a, like, I haven't been much through Europe, but I'd like to, I mean, someday, you know. Someday we'll see more of that, but I feel like it's a pretty good, um, it's a pretty good start for someone who wasn't sure she'd ever get to travel. Yeah, you don't (laughs) say. (laughs) I'd love to see your passport book, my goodness. I'm I'm excited I have two stamps. (laughs) I just have to be super clear. I'm not a wealthy person. My friend Jay that I left the to South Africa with. We bought a mm-hmm. car. He taught me to wash my clothes in a in a sink with a bar of soap. He taught and never go to the laundromat. He taught he taught me if you don't eat five dollars a meal, um, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's fifteen dollars a day. He goes, if you eat, buy a two dollar bag of white rice and eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it costs you two dollars a week on food. So I mean I was traveling dirt poor and I hope my children cannot hear me right now, but there was a lot of hitchhiking and staying at strangers' houses and things oh, wow. that I hope they never do, you know? Yeah, 
That's but it was, I mean, when people hear traveling, they think you're staying at the four seasons somewhere and she must be rich and I could never do that. It's like, no, no, I was you guys. I'm you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just being open to the flow. Someone goes, oh, you have nowhere to stay? Come stay at my house. And you're all, hmm, I like the vibe of this person. Okay. That doesn't mean it always worked out perfectly, but it um, saved you a lot of money. And if, if you need money to travel, plus I picked up work along the way, sometimes random hilarious jobs, you know, um, <laughs> at one point I'm washing airplanes in Australia, and then I taught snorkeling lessons in the Great Barrier Reef on a boat. Oh, God. Oh, my um, God. Lots of bartending and waitressing, but uh, even being a nanny at one point, like, you know, you just find your, your people when you're open to it. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I And that would be part of my problem. I can't, um, I'm not really good at going with the flow. <laughs> it wasn't I mean. until my stuff got stolen. Then when my stuff got stolen, it's like, wow, I have nothing else to lose. I have nothing True. to lose. Literally. It's already gone True. and I'm still alive. So nothing can hurt me now, you know? Yeah. Um, the naivety was at a 100%. I didn't realize there is a darker side to the world. So I must have a golden bubble floating over me because I kept escaping violence and danger around um around the corner even from wild animals i mean i got chased by a herd of elephants like i said yeah that's yeah. nuts and and you were in, in australia so many times and it's like yeah. that's like a death trap there. right people go couldn't you move over there almost absolutely not just because of the spiders and the snakes and the crocs and the jellyfish and all everything nope yeah. i love australia and um i've been four times now like i said the last time i went with my kids and so great to see people at after 25 years, they were flying in from their cities to come and meet me, meet my family. I just, uh, I'm overjoyed that I have these long-term friendships now. Yeah, they, I, I've interviewed a couple of authors <laughs> from Australia. They, they're like the nicest people, I swear. Absolutely. They've, they've always been very friendly. And um, even in like some of the Facebook groups that I'm in for writers, always see, you know, people from Australia, they're always just so like laid back and I would like to go there sometime, but uh, like I said, the flight <laughs> that long, <laughs> maybe I can find a rowboat. <laughs> maybe go to Outback and enjoy the vibe with your steak, <laughs> your chicken. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, there's like so many things to see in the United States. And well, that's what we're deciding now. Just, wow, if we can't travel internationally, we have not seen that much of America. My we grew up, my husband and I grew up in LA and there's an island right outside of LA that's like, a, I don't know, a one hour ferry ride called Catalina Island. Uh -huh. I've never been yeah. there. We've never been there. We've been all over the world, but really? never been an island we can see. So things like that, the Grand Canyon, obviously. And, you know, I'd love to see more like Wyoming, Yosemite and, you know, things like that, that are more in nature. And there's so much. Um, my yeah. son is named Bryce after Bryce Canyon, you know, oh. like I'd love to show it to him, you know. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot in the United States. We this was actually our only um, spontaneous thing, and it wasn't even spontaneous. So uh, when I got out of nursing school, I started working at a hospital, and I really didn't like the hospital. So, long story short, we had tried to buy a house, and we were 22 years old. Like, it, hello, you're not buying. That's a house. young. That's yeah, young. Yeah. <laughs> 20, actually, maybe 23. We were 23, and we're like, mm, I'm not buying a house. And I was just like so dejected from that fact. And I didn't like the hospital I was working on. I was like, you know what? Let me just do travel nursing. And uh, we did. We we uh, packed up the car and the cats, and we drove across the country to Arizona in the summer. Ooh, ouch. To, <laughs> June, Ju June, July, and August. I spent oh, in Arizona. 
But do you know what? That's brave of you to pack your bags and drive across America too. Most people in the world don't do that either. So no, we did that. And then we then we came back and we were a little safer. We did the next one in um, Connecticut, which was not far from where we lived, so it was a little little less dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, but yes. how wonderful to have a husband in your <laughs> life that that likes that lifestyle too. That matters, I think, a lot. Yeah, so that that was the extent of our, our craziness. And then we then they let then they let us buy a house, and then we have <laughs> we haven't left since because, like you said, the rat race. Now we're yeah, you know, sure. You gotta have money for the house and oh boy just, yep. yeah so after traveling like that it's a little hard to uh <laughs> get back into that with kids but I think people don't realize you have to take money that like my husband's not earning for those couple weeks plus mm-hmm. we have to pay the bills for those couple weeks as though we're home plus pay for the trip so you know plus it always goes a little bit more than what you planned and then there's oh, right. a little bit of an emergency in case there's a problem. So it's like, okay, I think we can do a little bit here and a little bit there. And three every three years we could do something. Well, we're coming up on three years now, but there's the world is so weird. We we don't really feel comfortable right now. Yeah, you don't really know what you're gonna do. Well, yeah. we were at that point in time. I think we had to like have money because this was in in the '90s. Have money wired to us to actually get home we were that poor by the time I believe we were you. leaving <laughs> at one point I'm in New Zealand and I have $80 left to my name and I don't have any credit cards I don't know what yeah. I'm doing so I'm like oh I better get a job like yesterday yeah so yeah it was after you go through something like that it's kind of like mm, I'm a little I'm a little nervous to do that again but but now you've also built coping skills. You know how to handle it. <laughs> I got through cool. it. I can handle it. You know, coping skills. Well, on our way home, we <laughs> actually broke down on the side of the road in the desert, which, by the way, is freezing cold. Yeah. In at night, most people um, don't know that. Yep, people don't know that freezing cold. Um, it, and it was raining in the desert. we were and because this was like pre we did have a cell phone but it was not a really great cell phone and we didn't have like maps on our phone so we didn't know what mile we didn't know what mile marker we were at and um we kept seeing the tow truck turn around right before they got to us right before they got to us for 12 hours oh no (laughs) on the side of the road and trucks just blaring past us you know we thought we were gonna die right there in the desert that's scary and they they go fast yeah so that was that that was my one near-death experience (laughs) (laughs) nothing nothing like yours but i'm not as brave as you i wouldn't uh, say follow in my footsteps (laughs) in any way shape or form my whole book is filled with how dumb am i and what stupid flaws am i showing and how what am i going to get myself into this time so i think just writing it from that perspective i've gained so many new friends that after they read my book they just feel like oh it felt like talking with a good friend and now they've become my good friend even as, as a client and a reader to an author i feel like um i've got real friends i can count on i've called i've met some in person so it's it's been fun to be start a new career at this age one that i was so shy to put my book out i just thought what if everybody hates it and then finally i went what if everybody hates it but i can read it in my old age who cares if everybody hates yeah. it? i just love it that way do, do you have pictures in it or is it just mostly I don't. It's way more expensive to print a book. Oh, I know. Pictures, I know. So I didn't. But I, I started a website and I still have to upload some from the journey. I just have some basic generic pictures on there now. But uh, 
I, I should get some real ones because people want to see some of the real adventures. Yeah. Well, the pictures on your website, are those pictures you took or? No, no, just generic oh. ones. Like I oh, said, okay. just like, oh, here's a three or four from Australia. Well, that's just it too. My camera was a film loaded camera from the 90s. Right. So by no means does it look Instagram worthy now. So I have to really, that's why it's taking me so long. I have to really edit them and brighten them because they were pretty dark and maybe, you know, crop off somebody's elbow that's sticking out the side. Like a, there was no kind of Instagramming back then. So to make it even halfway, you know, compatible with what people want to see today, I can't just shove in an old dark picture from the 90s. So yeah. it's going to take me a little while and no guarantees when I will get those up because I'd rather write the next book you know exactly and well the thing with the pictures and kids the kids don't understand this it's like okay you took like 36 pictures but um only seven of them came out yeah <laughs> you know it's and I had that. to wait like six weeks to get them developed <laughs> and all this stuff and then you go oh that's somebody's elbow and that, that, the one of us smiling didn't come out but the elbow came out perfect that's oh. not what I wanted so you know, but it's, but it's in your head. You, you absolutely. have all the pictures in your head. Well, that's what's perfect about having my stuff stolen. I was happy to go on this journey because I thought not one person in the world can steal my memories. My memories will always be with me. Uh, and I can, you know, relive those adventures anytime I need to. Especially if you write them down, you know, if anything yeah. starts to get, get fuzzy, you know, well, I kept some pretty good journals, but, uh, Oh, great. But halfway through, uh, you just, you have an apartment, you're going to work and I stopped writing in it like I was in the beginning. So the second half of the book is really more just going off my memory than the journals as much. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so tell me about your, um, children's books, your adventure books. Yeah, I thought, well, right in the middle of lockdown, right after I published this book, I thought, wouldn't that be fun to include my young twins? I have a boy named Bryce and a girl named Hunter. We call her Honey. And so cute. Um, they were just starting to come on the other side of the Santa knowledge. Oh, okay. I don't know how old your readers are or your oh. listeners. So I was going to be classy with my description <laughs> um, um, most of them probably know if not guess what okay. guys <laughs> <laughs> so uh I thought what if they like my twins get sucked into a portal and they go meet Santa and I kind of change the history of um Mrs. Claus helps a lot more she's like a apothecary type person she mixes things and shrinks them down and she learned this knowledge because she had um, she's 2000 years old and she was her father was one of the three magi that came to deliver frankincense golden myrrh to baby Jesus oh, I thought let me add something like that and maybe that's how they could navigate the stars was because of those three wise men gave them the knowledge and I'm not a religious person at all so I had to ask my religious neighbor like is this gonna offend anybody or is this oh. kind of cool and she was she loved it so I thought let me go with it no um, it does sound cool and uh so they have to, they shrink down and they have to get some chores done to make sure that the, um, that before the clock strike 12 kind of Cinderella ish, you know, otherwise they're going to stay that size. And then the second book I wrote that they still have this portal and they accidentally dissolve into their own shadows and they're stuck like flat against the cement and the, a bird lands on them and then they can get into the bird's feathers and they have to fly. Oh, wow. It's 4th of July and they have to fly to their bodies because their bodies have went to a 4th of July parade without their personalities. 
so that um, they kind of meet Pocahontas and George Washington a little bit and learn a little bit about the history of America. And they have to fly with an eagle to go get their bodies back. And then I'm working on the third one now. I don't quite know where I'm going to go with it, but um, they're shrinking down and they meet the tooth fairy and they go get sucked into the neighbor's body. And I think they're going to learn about like red blood cells and white, you know, what kidneys do and liver and all this stuff and have to find their way back out. So I don't know quite where that's going to go, but something about fairies and DNA in trees. And maybe they like ice skate up and down the DNA or something like that. I don't quite know yet, Um, but it's kind of fun. I'm just looking for an illustrator right now to be able to publish those. Well, there's a lot of illustrators on that mom's group. So, you know, they're very, very, very talented. So if you reach out to them, maybe somebody can help you. Yeah. No, it sounds almost like Magic Treehouse meets the, was it Magic School Bus? I'm so grateful you said that. That's the exact combo that I told my kids. I go, I love Magic Treehouse, but I kind of want a Magic School Bus learning with it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I love that. I wish I wrote all the Magic Treehouses. Those are the books me and my kids enjoyed the most. Well, yeah. we would read while we're traveling when they were younger. Yeah, my kids love those too. Uh, I yeah, think they had so creative. most of them. Yeah. And and like you said, they're learning while they're doing it and they don't sure. realize it. And just think the conversations. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about Pompeo and Egypt and Knights of the Round Table, just things that they wouldn't, you wouldn't normally have a conversation with your kids about. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. But I would love to see those when they come out. Definitely. Sure. Definitely look for a, uh, an illustrator that would. Really... How old are your kids now, Miss Heather? They they are sixteen and twenty. Oh, so, too old. Too yeah. old. Then I was going to say, let's get their opinion on my baby books. Well, no, my nephew. <laughs> my nephew is very good. Is um an avid reader. He's ten. Um, I'll email and, them to you and just. I would love yeah. a kid's opinion that's not a friend of mine because they no, kind of always go, I love it. I love it. And it's like I want to hear someone go that part drags or that's a little boring or that didn't make sense or something like that. You know. Oh no no. Well, I'll, I have... I'll email them to you. That'd be great. Yeah, my nephew is, um, I actually have two nephews mm-hmm. that are 10. And um, I have like a nephew that's seven. And oh, my niece, perfect. Yeah, my niece is almost six. So they, they those are my people. Like that. That's the group. <laughs> people. Yeah. So no, they would love to, to look at it and, and give you feedback. And unfortunately, they may give you feedback. <laughs> I need it. Though. That's the thing. I, if I want to hear from I want to start writing kids books, then I need to hear what kids have to say. And I just wrote a rated R book for adults. And I already know they like that. So I have to make sure I'm not pushing, pushing things too far. Or, you know, like in the second book, I'm talking a little bit about the history of war. And it's a little unfortunate of what the world's in right now. But it's like, oh, you know, there's always a, a rainbow and a pot of gold on the other side of war, you know, so, but that's what the, they meet George Washington and Pocahontas and kind of, you know, it's like the cowboys and the Indians both have good sides of the story and, and terrible sides of the story. So right. This, oh, absolutely. This, the history of it all, you know. And it's a good lesson for them to learn too, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why I try to keep it age appropriate of like um you know, you forget how fragile children are, but uh, when my son was about three, uh he's I was showing him a $5 bill and told him about Abraham Lincoln and how he freed the slaves. And they said, what slaves? And I just said, people who don't get paid for work and they're forced to work. Isn't that sad? And he made them free. And my son goes, I would love to meet him one day. And I said, Aww. well, he's in heaven now. And my son burst into tears and said, I miss him so much. <laughs> just oh, adorable. So, so it's, you got to keep it age appropriate, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, now that they're older, they, there's so many historical 
places like like you're talking about in in the United States to yes. to see you know we've been to to Ford's theater where and wow. then the house across the street where Lincoln died actually we've been there a couple of times wow see yeah, I'd love to see that oh yeah no Washington D.C. is very very interesting place a lot of a lot of history there you know Gettysburg we've been sure. to Gettysburg so it's it's a lot there's a lot of stuff to to see you know even if you can't get out of this get out of right? this country i think we're just to have each different state have its own personality we could kind of make a trip of it you know we no, like you don't want, we don't, you don't want new jersey's personality <laughs> <laughs> well but each i mean I don't, i've never been there so i don't know you know yeah. so it but we love camping and and hiking and things like that too so we're not always just taking these long flight trips too we do a lot of camping and local motels and hotels and things too and and you're from you're from California, right? So right. you you have so many that that state itself just has We're so packed. many different. Yeah. yeah, we could go to the snow and then drive to watch the sunset at the beach in one day. I mean, it's a two yeah. hour drive. We we did that once when I was younger. We my I have um my uncle they live in Lompoc, which is by sure. Santa Barbara. Um, so we drove out there. We flew into I think we flew into San Diego. And um, drove all the way up to San Francisco. So that was, you know. That's nice. quite the drive. You saw the whole yeah. thing, basically. Yeah. It, it was cool, you know. But definitely not the same. <laughs> not the same as, as hopping a flight and going to uh Where Bali. are you looking at again? <laughs> in, in New Jersey. Near, New Jersey? Near the okay, city. Yeah. yeah, near the city. About, actually, I mean, it's like a half an hour train ride to the city. We watch so. How I Met Your Mother and they just went to Atlantic City. That's in New Jersey, right? Yep, yep. We so that's like down by the city. shore? People go, I'm going down to the shore? Yep, they go, very good, down the shore. Very that's good. good. <laughs> so Most we were like, is, we're like, where is Atlantic City? And then I, I think it's New Jersey. So we were just talking about New Jersey last night ourselves. Yep, that's where it is. It's my husband's favorite place, Atlantic City. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's all different kinds of traveling, but I'm definitely jealous of your your, <laughs> your tracks. I would love to see some half of these places, not even half of them, you know, even just to go to some of these islands. I really love the 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 laid back feeling of, of being in an island. Being yeah, at an I, could island. Live, I could live that way my whole life, I think. Oh, the more crazy so, world gets, the more simple I like my own life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you know, we've we've talked about almost everything that I usually ask, but I have to ask one more question. Lay it on me, Mama. Very important stuff. All right. So, if you could only eat one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah, and you've had a lot of different food, <laughs> rice, rice included. Uh, I've tried some weird things, alligator and kudu and um, octopus Ooh. and things like that. But I'd have to say, if I don't know if I could narrow it to one, but definitely tacos and sushi. Oh, you could have sushi tacos. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Fish tacos are, are quite a big thing in California. So I think if, if the money was no option, I would choose sushi. But if, if it was a realistic budget, I might have to go tacos. But either tacos. way, I couldn't complain. Yeah, sushi's we actually had sushi last night. There oh, nice. there's there's this place by us that actually does I don't think it's a it's a chain. Um but they have they do sushi and tacos and hamburgers wow. and like like Indian food and it's like but that's Whoa. gotta be the place everybody goes because you can all be happy there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so where can we find you like on social media? Where do you hang out the most? 
The most I'm on Facebook. So Pam okay. Diana Jones on Facebook, but it looks like my name is Pam Diana Jones right. on Facebook, but I'm also on, I'm not on Twitter, but I'm on Instagram, Pinterest and Goodreads as Pam Diana Jones. And I also have www.pamdianajones.com and an email is pam at pamdianajones.com. And it's, it's, a very unique, it's a very unique name, so I don't think... Well, I chose it as a trouble. pen name. A lot of people go like, I'm going to choose a pen name, Susie Smith. And you're like, no one will remember that ever. So I thought my people, my Indiana Jones people will instantly recognize that. And if somebody doesn't recognize it, it's still a, an icebreaker. People go, what a unique name. And then I can say what it is from, and then they get it. So I think with, there's, I don't know if you know this, but they're filming an Indiana Jones 5. It's going to come out soon with, with Harrison Ford again. Oh, gosh. What is so it? I think in, 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 in him in a wheelchair now? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he had the best, he had the best thing to say. They go, well, you're 42 years older than when it first came out. And he said, well, so are you. Like, we're all older. So what? You know? And I love that response that, because my grandfather at 75 years old, he flew around the world for his own birthday. So um, oh with God. like seven or eight different stops. And, and I just thought, old age is what we make of it, you know? Well, you got it in your blood then. You I know? do. I sure do. <laughs> My parents won't even get on a plane so <laughs> any anymore. But oh gosh, well it was wonderful talking to you. I'm I'm very inspired to go take a trip somewhere anywhere but here um after talking to you and I definitely oh, need thanks. to read definitely need to read Ren and Rome and maybe maybe be scared but inspired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope people realize it's just a fun book it's a getaway and I was just honest and real there's some cringeworthy moments in here my dear but I had to be yeah. honest and authentic to that time like in the beginning of this I said the words waitress and stewardess we don't really talk like that anymore but I had to be authentic to the 90s oh absolutely you know so um because I write it present tense as though it, we were living it with me like I reach for my sandwich not I reached for my sandwich so yeah I couldn't jump ahead and, and write it from today's way of, point of view. So yeah. some of it is a little cringeworthy by today's standards and yeah. you know you grow as you go so that was 25 exactly. years ago you know oh gosh well I can't wait to read it and um I can't wait to talk to you again maybe after your next adventure or when your next book comes out we can we I can would love again. to stay in touch <laughs> that would be great and if you don't mind my asking you what uh who's your listeners on your blog here well, I have a lot of different kind of people. Mostly, I started it off, um, you know, kind of with my, I had a chick lit group. So it's a lot of people that like rom-coms and women's fiction and stuff, but I definitely expanded it this year. Um, I've had, you know, children illustrators on here, um, you know, dystopian writers, YA writers. So I'm trying to really expand to anybody who really wants to find out about new writers because you, you see the same ones, you know, you see the same I'm, ones. I'm seeing that over and over. Everybody goes, Oh, I'm just getting into the same book that everybody else is reading. And it's like, yeah, really? you know, and, and I get book of the month and I'm like, you know what? It's these are, these are not indie authors. These aren't people that are really getting a lot of, um, you know, I, I don't want to say advertisement, but they're not getting a lot of airtime, yeah. publicity, and it just, I just wanted to have a place where people could come and just, you know, discover new people, and if it sounds interesting to you, why not pick it up and read it, you know, right. and it, you know, whatever, people I, think, think nothing of spending, you know, 
ten dollars a day on coffee, but right. you won't, you know, kind of support an indie author just buy their book. You know, that's all you have to do. Five years to write, and anybody <laughs> that wants a super duper bargain is is probably not my reader. But it is free. Yeah. On, it's free on Kindle Unlimited, and oh, it's great. It's, right now, it's only on Amazon, but uh, paperback or ebook. But uh, I'm looking into learning how to go in wide. I don't quite know what that means yet, but I'm looking into that so I can get into bookstores an and libraries and things. Yeah, I'm learning yeah. as I go. Yeah, no, it's, and, and publishing is an adventure. And, and I think that even talking to other people, I learn things and other people, I, I think a lot of the, the people that would list, that listen to the podcast are authors. So they kind of, sorry, my daughter just dropped something in her room. Um, podcast listeners are like other authors and, um, you know, they learn something every day. And I, I think they're a very supportive group. And I, and once you get those, you know, the names out there and you listen, oh, this book sounds interesting, you know, and, and you know the background to what yeah. inspired you to write it and, and what went into it. I think people will be more likely to pick up books and, and give a new authors a chance. Well, I've just surpassed a hundred five-star reviews. So I feel like Excellent. as a That's- new author, I heard everything you just said and it feels like there's, I did my duty and my due diligence with putting out a real proper book. So yeah, I would like love it. to, because I know when everybody can put out a book that sometimes, you know, maybe people rush it because they're excited and didn't realize there's so many typos in it or something like yeah. that. Well, I took my sweet time because I was nervous to put it out. So it it's, and I also created my own publishing company so I could publish it as a, an actual publisher. So it's, it's been yeah. through the ringer where it, it presents as a proper real book, not just an indie published, which nothing wrong with indie published. Cause that's how I went, but it's, um, I didn't skip any of the steps, you know? Right. Are, do you, are you acquiring other, um, you know, other books or are you just doing the publishing company for yourself? Right now, just for myself. Cause I don't mm. know what that means like I said about learning to go wide and stuff so I would never be able to take on someone else's book if they thought they were getting an expert publisher and I don't know what I'm doing that way yet right, I, could right. see, I could see that if that was a a door opened in the future and I loved it that I could take on more people yeah no, that as was I learn always... more you know when things become easy for me I could go sure I can help but things yeah. are not easy right now on that because I'm, I'm still <laughs> learning well you're learning and and I I hear you with that I definitely always wanted to to do that but I always feel like okay I don't know everything I don't even know close <laughs> to everything right now I hope um, when I'm but, 95 years old I don't go I know everything I hope I still learn something mm-hmm, new at 95 mm-hmm. you know yeah but unfortunately people aren't very um accepting when you don't know everything they think you should you know I it, you yeah. had, you have sometimes you have those reviews where people are like well you know this was spelled wrong and this you know guys my worst review (laughs) is hilarious do you want to hear it oh yes oh that could be my new question tell me what your worst review is (laughs) it's on goodreads so thank god it's not on amazon but uh he goes he goes uh something about it's two stars so at least i didn't even get one but he goes oh wow "Um, this book is totally made up she made up all of her travels nobody's this uh ignorant and it's like, actually, I am this totally this ignorant. And that's all true, buddy. So it actually helped me sell a few more books because people are like, oh, well, God. how dumb does she get? You know, oh, <laughs> what, is, what does she get herself into? 
And you're always tempted to write back, yes, in fact, I was listening. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, one review, too, I didn't understand. I go to Indonesia, and the, the people there are called Indonesians. Uh-huh. And she said, she goes, I love the entire book, except she always spelled Indonesians wrong. And she spelled it the exact same way I spelled it and the same exact way Google spells it. So, and And I speak Indonesian and I've been there four times. So what, where did you think it's misspelled? I just don't understand. So sometimes you wish you could write something, but I I don't, I don't, that almost adds to the mystery of it. So it's kind of complicated too. You you don't want to get into that with with people. No, no, no. Not good. (laughs) Plus, it's funny. Um, Now people go, well, where is it misspelled? Let me read it again. You know, I don't know. It just kind of adds to the funniness of it. That's great. (laughs) Well, well, I I really enjoyed talking to you. Me too. Let's stay in touch, Miss Heather. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you for allowing me a chat. And thanks for including me in my story. And please, if anyone's out there listening and they love adventure and comedy gold and real (laughs) raw, interesting things about other cultures and other religions and politics and things is is mixed in there with my sarcasm, please check out When in Rome. But it's spelled R-O-A-M, like you're roaming around. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Pam and you were inspired, as I was, to get out there, see the world a little bit, just get out of your comfort zone and learn about other people, other cultures. Um, I can't wait to take a trip somewhere, anywhere. Probably won't be as far and I probably won't go somewhere with a lot of bugs or anywhere where there's not a cell phone service. But, you know, it's still an adventure. So until next time, this is Heather Balog for Bookshelf Banter. Bookshelf Banter.